you uh, recently met with families of hostages still being held in Gaza. More than 100 hostages are believed to still be alive, including six Americans. A lot of the hostage families with whom I've spoken uh, are pretty critical of the Netanyahu government. They say they don't think Netanyahu uh, is doing enough to get their loved ones out, that, they, that he's prioritized military operations instead of getting the hostages back safely. Uh, is that what they told you? Well, what I, what I heard from uh, not only families of hostages, but as we walked the streets of uh, Kafar Aza, uh, was literally decimated uh, uh, by the uh, Hamas terrorist invasion on October 7th was, uh, was deep grief, but also a determination to move their nation forward and to restore their security. I mean, I, you know, it was remarkable to see uh, the resilience uh, of the people and the families that had lost loved ones, the families of hostages. And uh, one understands uh, their impatience. And, uh, you know, I have three kids of my own, two grandkids. I can't even imagine the level of grief that, that they're experiencing and the struggle. But I must tell you that I, I have never spent three days uh, on the road in any capacity, uh, whether it was on as vice president or as a member of Congress, where I've, I have felt greater heartbreak and greater inspiration in combination. When we went to the south and we visited the kibbutz where the Hamas terrorists literally slaughtered families in a merciless and horrific way, I, I, I just never thought I'd see the aftermath of war like that, and, and literally an unspeakable evil. But to see the resilience of the people of Israel, uh, to be among the troops along uh, the northern border uh, with Lebanon uh, left me uh, deeply inspired, but more convinced than ever that the United States of America must, in this moment, uh, stand clearly shoulder to shoulder with Israel until they hunt down and destroy the threat of Hamas once and for all. So you have said uh, that Israel has the right to respond to those horrific attacks of October 7th and the responsibility to destroy Hamas, as you just did. But it does seem that the IDF strikes have killed more Palestinian civilians than they have members of Hamas. And there are Israelis who are worried about the high civilian death toll in Gaza, including for the reason uh, that this high civilian death toll might actually ultimately make Israel less safe by inspiring more future terrorists. Do you share any of those concerns? Well, first, Jake, look, I, I, I grieve the loss of innocent, innocent civilian lives. Um, but one of the things I learned as we visited Sterot, uh, where the terrorists literally took over the police station and murdered people in the streets, um, uh, is, is that this was not simply a terrorist attack, but I believe it was a terrorist invasion. I mean, what I, what I learned in our briefings in the South was that uh, that fence line separating uh, Israel from Gaza was breached in more than 90 different places simultaneously, paving the way for some 3,000 terrorists, heavily armed, to move into Israel. And in fact, the, the briefings I received pointed out that actually the terrorists uh, uh, had sufficient armaments uh, and supplies to literally march all the way here to Tel Aviv, all the way to Jerusalem, but for the heroic efforts of police, uh, IDF forces, and frankly, courageous citizens, uh, they were stopped from doing that. So uh, I, I really believe that what Israel is doing in Gaza today is absolutely essential. It is a response to an invasion uh, that was launched with the intention of beginning the process of destroying the Jewish state of Israel. And I, I really do believe uh, 
uh, that that this is a moment where where America needs to speak with one voice that we will stand with Israel today and tomorrow and every day until they have won outright this fight and eliminated the threat of Hamas. We learned late Friday night that the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, uh, spent multiple days this past week in the hospital, including time in the intensive care unit for a medical issue that is still undisclosed. He did this without the public, without Congress, without the National Security Council, or even President Biden being informed for several days. The defense secretary temporarily assumed some of the deputy defense secretary temporarily assumed some of the responsibilities while she was on vacation in Puerto Rico. As, as a former vice president, you you have uh, unique insight as to what this actually means for a secretary of defense to be unavailable and to not be transparent with his boss about his health. What what does it mean? Well, first, I I, I wish I wish the secretary of defense well and I'm pleased he's making a full recovery, but. Uh, this, this, the handling of this uh, by the Secretary of Defense is totally unacceptable. Uh, and I, I believe the American people have a right to know uh, about his medical condition, about the reasons for it, uh, and he has, a, he has a right to know uh, who was informed of uh, his incapacity. And, uh, I mean, but, but to think that at a time when we have allies at war in Eastern Europe and here in Israel, uh, that uh, the leader of, uh, of uh, America's military at the Pentagon would be uh, out of commission for a number of days, and the president of the United States didn't know about it. I, I think it, I think it was a dereliction of duty, and uh, uh, and uh, and the secretary and the administration, frankly, need to step forward uh, and give the American people the facts. Yeah, we still don't even know what he was hospitalized for. Um, yesterday marked the third anniversary of the January 6th attack on the Capitol. A Washington Post poll this week found that a third of Republicans believe the falsehood that it's probably or definitely true that the FBI instigated the attack on the Capitol on January 6th. Uh, President Trump uh, was spreading that lie just this weekend, falsely claiming the FBI was, quote, leading the charge on January 6th. That's not true. Obviously, your life, the lives of your family members were threatened that day. What do you say to those, including your former, former running, running mate, who are actively spreading this baseless lie, or maybe even more importantly, to those who believe it? Well, I, I would say uh, to uh, every American, as I did during my, uh, my presidential campaign, that I know I did my duty that day uh, to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. I, I kept my oath. Uh, and uh, and they, they also simply need to, to look to the facts that, uh, that uh, the Capitol Hill police uh, uh, endured great hardship and great harm. I think over 100 and. Uh, 20 officers were injured. I saw many of them moving uh, through the garage where I was spirited uh, on the same day. And, uh, you know, the, the, the truth is that, uh, that this was a, a riot that should never have happened. Uh, that, uh, that uh, as I've said many times before, the former president's words that day were reckless. Uh, I believe well, his history will judge uh, his role in that. But at the end of the day, where, where I live every day and uh, and frankly, the words of encouragement that I receive on a regular basis is I know, by God's grace, uh, we did our duty that day three years ago. But I, I will tell you, Jake, that uh, I, I, I actually I understand why President Biden wants to focus his campaign on, on three years ago. The record of this administration has weakened America at home uh, and abroad. And, uh, you know, I, I actually don't think the election is going to be decided 
on a tragic day three years ago. I think it's going to be decided on the failed policies of the Biden administration mm -hmm. uh, that have emboldened the enemies of freedom around the world, that launched the worst inflation, that created the worst crisis on our border in, in American history. And it's one of the reasons why I continue to hope uh, that uh, with the Iowa caucuses, New Hampshire just around the corner, that you know, all the good Republican voters in those uh, states will uh, give our party a fresh start and uh, give us new leadership uh, to lead our party forward in the election and beyond. Is there somebody other than Donald Trump that you want the voters of Iowa to, to get behind? Is there somebody you prefer, whether it's Governor DeSantis or Ambassador Haley? Uh, you are somebody whose um, endorsement uh, could actually uh, make a difference with any wavering Republicans who want a fresh start, as you know. Well, I, I've, I've been speaking to several of my old competitors, I think very highly, uh, of uh, Nikki Haley, of uh, Ron DeSantis, and frankly, Chris Christie's been a friend for many years. And uh, I, I don't put a lot of stock in endorsements. I'm not sure whether I'm going to weigh in or if and when I will. But, you know, I ran for president because I think different times call for different leadership, Jake. And, and I'm hoping that the good people of Iowa that I got to know so well in my campaign the good people of New Hampshire and South Carolina uh, will we'll look at this moment and recognize that elections are about the future, uh, and we need new leadership in the Republican Party. We certainly need new leadership in the White House to move us forward. And if I see an opportunity to have an impact on achieving that, uh, uh, I'll certainly do it, and I'll keep you posted. It's not just President Biden who's focusing on January 6th, of course. You have Donald Trump still talking about it. Do you, do you want to just, like, take this opportunity to clear up this lie that the FBI was leading the charge on January 6th? It's obviously not true. I'm sure you know it's not true. Do you want to make, make that clear to the voters? You know, I've seen the director of the FBI repeatedly assure the American people that uh, the FBI were not the instigators uh, of the riot that occurred on, on January 6th. And, uh, frankly, I'm very grateful. Uh, for the efforts uh, of the FBI to bring uh, nearly a thousand people to justice who ransacked our capital and did violence uh, against police officers uh, that day. But uh, you're right. We've, we've been assured again and again that it was not the case. Uh, and I, I'm, I just must tell you, having been there that day, I, I mean, to see people literally breaking windows, ransacking the capital, um, it, it just infuriated me. I, I remember thinking, you know, not this, not here, not at the United States Capitol. And I believe everyone that conducted that, uh, that riot at the Capitol needs to be held to the fullest extent of the law. I'm pleased that many have, uh, but uh, I, I've never been given any information. I've, I've heard the many repeated assurances from the FBI that they were not involved, and I take them at their word.